Hey, thanks again for joining us here at Multitudes. You know, if you haven't done so already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our content. That way you can be notified the moment it goes live. A great way to stay connected throughout your week is with the Multitudes Church app. It's free. You can download it wherever you download your apps. But right now, let's go to this week's message. In 30 years of ministry, I have never faced what I have faced this week. It, it, it was harder for me this week, no lie, than when my mama passed away. It really was. Some lifelong friends that both my sisters and Miranda works for, just unexpectedly, an 18-month-old baby, had been throwing up for five days and then his mother took him to the doctor on Thursday morning just because his breathing was kind of shallow and different and a few hours later after we got the call to pray for him because they were doing CPR he left this he left this earth and I'm going to tell you, I don't understand these kinds of things. I certainly don't have answers for people. Because then Angie showed me a, a clip or a Facebook posting where a girl up in Asheville somewhere in that area threw her baby over 70, a 75-foot cliff in a car seat. Thank God that baby lived. But then these are things that, that I don't understand because children are, are precious you know, and my flesh wants to say, now, I said my flesh wants to say, go get these thugs, throw them over a cliff. Go, you know, go, go get these, Lord, these babies that are not being taken care of. Lord, let, let them escape this life. But see, we don't, the, the ways of God are so much higher than the ways of man. And we ran up to Goldsboro, that, that area, and... The mother just asked, said, Opie, please say something to her, uh, her daughter. And, and I said, and I was crying because all I thought about was a three-month-old baby that I just, there's not many minutes in the day I'm not thinking about him. And all I could do was weep and cry for that young lady and that whole family. And we are still, we're still trying to, to make, sense of all of it you can't make sense and 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 this is exactly why this service right here is one of my favorite services because I know how important it is and we've been talking about for for this is the third week now about well we're in a series called being available and before before I read the scripture to you about this I, let me just tell you that that if, if I have a piece of land and you want that piece of land, it doesn't matter how bad you want it or what you're going to do with it. If I do not make that piece of land available for you to get it and do what you want to it, it doesn't matter how much money you have, who you know, or, or what you're going to build that's going to help people out. It's got to become available before somebody else can get it and do something with it. And see, 
there's a lot of property owners in the world, in, in the body of Christ. And I'm, I'm kind of talking to me right now because, you know, I say, I wear that name of Jesus, but I, I don't always make myself available. And last week I, I told you one, one time when God told me to do something specific, pray for somebody, I, I wasn't available then. I didn't do it and then still dealing with the repercussions of that and, and so are other people. And this is why, you know, I can get saved as a child. We have VBS or whatever what we have, Kids Crusade here, Family Crusade. But if I don't make myself available, then it doesn't matter the plans that God has for me or, or, or what He wants to do through me or with me. He's not going to turn me into a robot. I, I, I've got to say, Lord, here I am. I'm yours. You bought me. You paid for me. It's not just about a ticket to heaven. You do what you want to do with me. And I don't think it's bothered me near as bad until I was talking to Billy yesterday and he had a picture he showed me of the epic deal going on in Rockingham. I think we got that picture for you. This is not Photoshop. This is not, I don't even, yeah. That right there is over 80,000 people 20 minutes down the road at the racetrack Friday night. Don't know what it looked like last night or what it will look like today. But that's people, and I'm not saying everybody there is going to hell or they're wrong or anything like that, but I'm just saying you don't mind being cramped. You, you don't mind paying $250 for a spot to put a tent and then somebody put a tent right beside you for another $250. Or if you pull up with an RV, it's ten grand. what I understand. I think Richmond County is supposed to uh, make somewhere around $4.5 million off of this. I've lived in Richmond County my whole life. There has never been one NASCAR event that even comes close to that. If it had, it would still be open. Eighty-something thousand people. So the moral of the story, not, don't go down number one right now going to Rockingham and Aberdeen. You, you, will, you better use the bathroom and take you something to eat if you do. Because they say it's a four-hour bottleneck. But my point is today is to tell you this. People are making themselves available for things that don't matter. That right there. And God's saying, look, I want to do great and mighty things through my body before the trumpet sounds. But you got to be available, Opie. You can't just lean on preaching every week. you got to be available outside the church. That's your occupation. It's your calling. But it's all about being available. And that, that goes right to where we're going this morning. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1, there was a, a mother that was, we can't get into all this, but she was one of two wives. And uh, her husband loved her more than the other wife that was able to bear children. She wasn't able, her name was Hannah. She was not able to, to bear children. And it was so bad so much tension in the house that she would, she would just really rag and nag the other woman and just, just try to smear it in her face that she was not able to bear children. This broke her heart so much. And one day, every year, they would go up to the temple to uh, give the yearly sacrifice. And, 
And so this thing was bothering her so bad that she, she began to pray. And, and she, 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 said, she said, Lord, she made a vow. She said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but you will give your maidservant, and she was specific on what she asked God, a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head, meaning that he's going to be devoted to you. And he's going to have the outward appearance that's going to prove that. And if you are very familiar, probably about everybody in here, maybe you are, that's what she did. The man, the priest saw her praying. Eli, he came over and he thought she was drunk at first. And then she told him what was happening. He said, go home. It's going to happen. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing for you. But she did that. And the story goes on that once she did that, she did conceive, she did have a child, his name was Samuel, and she, after he was weaned, she took him to the temple, gave him to the priest, and said, this is the child God promised me that I promised that I would loan back or give back to the Lord. Now, there's availability there, and I want you to see it really quick. Because a lot of times growing up in my life, I have promised God that I would do everything if he would do something. And then all of a sudden when God calls for it, I, I'm kind of unavailable. I'm tied up or I, I really didn't mean it at that level. And see, when you are really available, last week we talked about availability in the lives of, of, of two men. And when you're available, you're, you're willing to speak it even before you see it, and if you're really available as, a, as a, a young servant, you're able to seek it and go. If you're, if you're available at that level. And this mother was so available that, folks, she did exactly what she said she was going to do. When that baby was weaned, she took him to the temple, and she gave him back to God, and he was raised right there. Now, when you're available... You will really give. You, you will give not just of your time and resources, your money and your, or your talents and all that, but you will, you will be a Jesus giver. You will give love. You will, you will deny yourself. You'll take up your cross. You'll follow the Lord. Don't matter if he leads you in a slum or Fifth Avenue in New York. You, you will go wherever God tells you to go if you're that available. Now, if you're not that available, it doesn't mean you're not going to go to heaven if you're a believer. But it does mean you're going to be really limited on what God can do through you because the amount of availability this property gives God determines what he builds on this piece of property right here, see. If he can only build a drive-through, do y'all remember when... Um, well, Rite Aid was, was that Central Park that used to be there a long time ago. Okay, I mean, it was so small. Well, the doghouse, that is closed. It needs to be open. 
that's real spiritual, and somebody probably just got a real blessing today by me saying that. But that, that piece of property right there, it's not a full-blown rest, but it's big enough to put something where you can drive up and get, get a good meal and leave, same way Central Park was. But the more property you have that's available, the more God can do in your life and in my life. If I only give him enough room to just come to church and do the church thing so my conscience feels better, that's about all that's going to go down. And I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to have to borrow a sleeping bag from Billy Graham because I'm going to have a mansion that just ain't going to have anything in it. He said, yo, lo, I go and prepare a place for you. Your job is to furnish it with furniture right now. Your job is to lay up treasures now. So, I have prepared you a place, but it's all about availability on how broke you're going to look in heaven. And so, this, this mother, she was so available, she did what she needed to do, parents. She didn't just dedicate the baby. She was dedicated. She was available. And then, if you flip over two chapters to the third chapter, then you'll read, not only if you're available, you will give. There's, there's something else you'll do if you're really available as a child. Chapter 3 says uh, what this young boy did. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. And there was no open vision, meaning it was real scarce. People didn't really hear from God. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And the, air, the, lamp, the, the, air, the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel and he answered him, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here I am, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. I love this. Just stop a minute here. Verse 1 says, Samuel as a child ministered to the Lord. But now in verse 6, in verse 7, it tells us he ministered to the Lord, but he didn't know the Lord yet. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord revealed yet. He hadn't heard God yet. And the Lord called Samuel, Samuel, again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he called thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. His mother was so available that she gave. She gave the most precious thing. But Samuel, now everybody, 
everybody, you need to hear this. If you're watching us today, you need to hear this. Even as a child, Samuel was so available that he was willing to grab it. What do you mean when you say grab it? His mother gave, but he grabbed. See, when you're available, you, you, you'll do, you will color outside of the lines, let me tell you. The, the pastors were asking me this week again about the church here, uh, you know, years ago, building and all that. I, I said, you know, when you were available, and I wasn't really talking about me, I was referring to the church when we were a storefront. I said, when God tells you to do something, you won't just like, you won't take a, a pole or a pulse and see how everybody feels about it. And I always wonder how it would have went if Abraham would have went and discussed it with his wife and the child's grandma before he went and offered Isaac. How do y'all feel about that? I don't believe that story would have read quite the way it does now. And see, when you're available, even as a young child ministering to the Lord, when God speaks, you'll grab the opportunity. You'll grab the call. You won't try to figure out if it's a booger. I watched a scary movie. I saw an animal outside of the little hut we're staying in. No, when you are available and God speaks, you won't wait on somebody else to see if they'll go with you on it. Because when you become available, you might be more alone at that time than anybody else from your your husband, your wife, your children, your church, your pastor, your, your friend, your co-worker, when you are available, then everything changes. Then all you are satisfied with is what God is saying and what God is doing. And this is where we want to get to because when you completely just remove the stipulations off of the property, Lord, I'm available. You know, we've got, a, we've got a, a, a thumbnail, I think, that we put on the screen. It's even on the bulletin there. It says, office, retail, restaurant. A lot of you have seen these signs. It, it means the landowner says, whether it's for lease or sale, whatever you want to do on this property, it's for sale it's available for you to do. You, you just don't have to put a gas station there. You don't have to just put a restaurant there. It's available, whatever you want to do. And that's what God is wanting out of me. That's what he's wanting out of the body of Christ before the trumpet sound. He wants people. He said in John 16, he said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And faith's a scary, lonesome thing, y'all. It is. Not everybody's walking down that straight and that narrow. Everybody's wanting to go the broad way that's convenient, feels good, it's not scary, it doesn't challenge me. And this is what God is looking for. He's looking for an available Hannah. He's looking for an available Samuel that's just walking around saying, God, I'm just waiting on you to tell me my next, my next plans, what you want me to do next. And this is what I want to tell all of you parents before you come join me up here. I want you to know that this right here can be termed as a ceremony. It can be termed as a service today or just a procedure that we do. We had our child christened. And then we take pictures, you know, all, all, everybody will do that and that's great and fine and, you, and you'll love and remember that the rest of your life. But here's the deal. You were saying, God, I'm making my child available 
that you will protect him or her, that you will look out for them, that you will provide for them, that you will give them safety when I'm not around and even when I am around. You're telling God all of the things that you really want, and that's okay, and this is what this is about in part. But, but the other side of this is to say, God, as the mama, as the daddy, as the caregiver, whatever role you play, you're saying, God, and by the way, I'm letting you know today, I might be dedicating he or she, but I'm really dedicating me today. If you've had a baby, you, you, you go on and try it without Jesus if you want to. <laughs> Amen? Go on, raise them without the Lord. We got plenty of Kleenex up here and there's two sides. You can just fall all over it. But I'm telling you, God wants to help you. But you've got to, you've got to let him help you with your available issue. And saying all that, I'm going to ask all of the, uh, the parents and the children, the babies that are here, if you'll just kind of come line up behind the, the pulpit here. In fact, I'll make more room. And, and again, I know people want to take pictures. We always do. Y'all had me fooled. I thought we were dedicating at least six today. All of y'all that are coming up here that don't never have to stand in front of people and all that. Just go on and get you a dose of it. It's, it's fun. It's fun. A lot of what I've been saying I normally say when I uh, have you up here, but... I'm having to count. I don't want to miss nobody. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to miss nobody. Um, a lot of what I've just been saying, I kind of say that when you get up here, but this week it fits so well in the message with where we are and what we're doing that I wanted to make sure that I give you as much time not to have to stand up here. And so, spent a lot of time talking about Hannah and talking about Samuel. Well, those are people in the Bible. We need to talk about y'all because all of you are, are, trust me, all of you are young. Everyone, you're just young. You're young. And uh, I want you to know this. What God wants to do with these children, you, you are not going to know that for a long time. You're not going to know what He wants to do. I mean, He's not going to text you or email you or it's not going to be on that nice flashy LED billboard in Laurel Hill. And if it is, it is God. You better take a picture of it. So, I've already quoted the scripture. It's going to be your job to, to train. And train doesn't mean 
this is one of the things, and I hope nobody up here is guilty of this later on, because I, I will find you. I will find you. Well, do you got, this happens to me, and this probably happens to some of y'all, some too. Uh, do you go to church anywhere? Well, I send my children to church. Really? Anybody ever heard that before? No, I don't go, but my children go. Let me, I'm going to go back to that. Let me tell y'all what's so whacked up about that right there. Yeah, you can send them to church and that's all fine and good. But let me tell you, this is what God is saying to y'all today. Your house is supposed to be the sanctuary on a regular basis. So that means what you watch, I don't care. Uh, is anybody younger? Yeah. The Beckham. Who's, who's the, the youngest? Is Luna? How, how is Luna? Okay, they're right there together. Okay, d- depending on how the, the youngest, it, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. They pick up on stuff right now. They pick up on loud voices. They pick up on soft voices. They pick up on music that is playing, TV shows that are playing. They pick up on the atmosphere. You you can make it a hole if you want to. But don't you get mad when they they get 13. And I'm telling y'all, they're going to turn 13. Every one of them. Ain't they going to turn 13 parents? Am I telling the truth? Shoot, they might turn 10. It's, It's getting, I mean, it's getting worse and worse. They're going to turn, they're going to get older. I can handle it. I was going to do that in a minute, but Bailey called me. They're going to get older. And here's what you've got to remember. It's about like these people, and I know Angie's a teacher. We've got other teachers in here. It's about like these people that are so gifted mentally that send their children to school to think that the school's supposed to fix what you whacked up at home or you did in your early days. Amen? For real? So that's what people do with the church. Dedicating them, you're going to get a Bible, a prayer, a piece of paper. And then you got to decide, am I going to be Hannah? Am I going to give them to the Lord? And am I going to give myself, am I going to make myself available? Because people say, I, I, I uh, just say they cuss like a sailor. And then they get mad. I am all in the way of people with phones today. And I, I just, tell me where to stand. Mary, I'm going to stand right here, okay? Mary ain't got a phone. Unless she's got one like right there taking pictures with a watch or something. It's about like this. People that get mad at their children that that use foul language, for instance, or smoke, drink, whatever. They tell them not to do it. It's bad for you, baby. Daddy does it, mama does it. And they say it's bad for you. And then they get so upset when they grow up and they start doing it. I, I know I'm the pastor here, but I, I got news for everybody here. They're going to do what you do and what you don't do. You were teaching them. They're going to do it. You can say, no, what would you learn in church this week? What they saw at the house all week long. That's what they're going to do. You've got to make yourself available. This dedicates them, but they can't raise themselves. 
You've got to, you've got to determine today. Am I really going to follow through after the Bible and after, after the certificate? And you do that by keeping them in church, keeping them involved. Not just Sunday, Wednesday night, anything that's going on. You keep them because, honey, they're going to get stuff at school and in the world that's going to make you blush and you, where'd you hear that from? So I'm telling you, this is not like one of them things that, boom, I'm branding them and then that's it. This is when the light cuts on and, and you pick it up from here. All right? And I know, I know y'all, I, I gave you most of it a while ago, but this is what we're going to do. I'm sorry. We're going to pray over all of these babies. And I need you to pray with me. If it wasn't for the Lord, I would not bring a child up in this world. I would not do it. I wouldn't do it. It's always been bad. It ain't never been this bad. You can say what you want. It ain't never been this bad. And it's only getting worse. And the Bible assures us it's going to get worse. In the world, you're going to have what? Tribulation. But be of good cheer. I, wouldn't, I would not do this. Can I just go on and get this out? Y'all foolish if you don't stay in love with Jesus. Y'all are crazy. I'm serious. Stay sold out for Jesus because it's tough even training them because the devil's going to always try to put his two cents in in their life. Don't do this without the Lord. Please don't do it. So we're going to pray and I need you to help me pray too because God's, God's recording this day not just for the children, but for the parents. So we need to pray that they would do what they are supposed to do. And then one day, you know, we all hear that term in the Bible, well done, thou good and faithful. That's not just about being a Christian. I think a lot of that has to do the gift that God's blessed every one of y'all with. That's how well you took care of them. I think that's a lot that well done. And then later on, when they get a little bit older, don't worry, I'll talk to them about the honor of your father and mother part, okay? I, I, I'll handle that too. So we're going to pray. So will you pray with me? God, as I anoint these babies in the name of Jesus, I pray, oh Lord, that you would touch them. I pray, Lord, that you would raise each one of them up. God, put a hedge of protection around them. I pray, Lord that you would help them to know that, God, you're in control. I pray for the parents, Lord, that they would know that you decided whether or not you wanted them to be blessed with a child, and then you blessed them, Lord. And, God, it's, it's a loan from you to them, and it's up to them whether or not they follow through, Lord, how well they handle this gift you've blessed them with, God. They don't have to raise them to love and know you. But God, they're going to be graded on that one day. We all give an account, Lord, for everything. And I pray, oh Lord, that these, these children would know most of all through their parents that Jesus loves them. And that Jesus is worth being available to, Lord. I pray that you would anoint the parents, God, because it's challenging and it's hard to know what to do, Lord. 
at times, but, but you give us insight, you give us wisdom. And I'm asking you, God, that you would just lead them in straight paths. God, protect them from the enemy. I pray for every parent here. I pray for every grandparent, every uncle and aunt and even friend, Lord, that you would touch them that's going to be instrumental in their lives, Lord, that we would show them the ways of the cross. And Lord, raise them to be dedicated to you, not just on Sunday, May the 12th, but every day of their life, Lord. And God, when we get to heaven, we will see our reward right before us, Lord. We, we will see what this day matured because, Lord, if, if, if they do their job and we do our job as the church, then they will leave here, God, and they will be difference makers in this world. And so, God, we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Okay? This is what I want you to help me do. I want you to, I want you to help me just congratulate these parents in a minute and these babies. Because let me tell you something. It sounds like I was just really beating up on the parents. I wasn't doing that. I, uh, I was just kind of letting them know what the deal was. It's a real deal. You, and, and, you know, I've been talking about their, their report card. I got one too, you know. Uh, this is not like just a little fluffy thing for me. I know I'm going to give an account for every word I say. So I want to make sure that I don't hide anything. I mean, that's the greatest thing outside of salvation, what they're holding in their arms. But at the same time, we can't be ignorant of his devices down there. We can't be ignorant, folks. And we are living in a world, if we've ever seen the scripture, he's seeking and roaming to and fro to steal, kill, and destroy anything and everything. He's doing that today. He really is. So, uh, I am about to give Wyatt Parker and Luna Parker a certificate, but the best thing that will ever be put in their hands, and that's the Word of God. Would you give both of them and their parents a great big hand? y'all like I barely remember myself when I was your age but I want you to uh, do something for me if I mess up and I give you the wrong I give you the wrong Bible just don't hurt my feelings switch it with somebody of the right sex okay anyway but I'm about to give Bailey Norton a certificate that will be something she can read one day and the best thing that will ever be placed in her hand will you give her and her family a great big hand wait I didn't kiss the babies I had to do 
I watched last night and this morning. Don't it, it ain't bad. I want to. Well, let me do this one right here. If I don't go ahead and do this one now, I'll get in trouble. And and, and either Caitlin or her mom or somebody says, "All right, we 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 repeating the cycle because it's our family. We got to wait last for everything." I always. Never mind. Okay. In fact, there's, yeah. Okay. This is yours. Can you help me for a minute? I, I, I like to hold all of them, but we got six, and one of them's sleeping, and you don't mess with them when they're sleeping. So, oh, and here's, here's your Bible. Will you give Beckham Lane Wright and his family a great big hand? You want to help me for a minute? All right. What about, I tell you what, I might have to, we'll finish that in a minute. Drool Master is waiting on that left thumb right there. He he's, he's, he's likes the gum and so he's, I might not get loose. I have something very special for Mackenzie Locklear. She's going to get this, and her mom and daddy's going to tell her about it and show her the pictures one day. And I want to tell you something I hadn't said yet. You know, after this service today, would you just please include in your daily prayer, would you pray for these children that were dedicated today and their families because you... You don't know. I knew on Thursday this day was coming, and that it even it messed me up even more. I cannot imagine going through that, and that's why this day means so much to me. But I want you to give Mackenzie Locklear and her family a great big hand. I'm sorry. Right, and are you ready? Are you ready? I got something. I got something for you. Make sure. Let me tell y'all something. Anytime I see one of these little Bibles right here, they always they make them all different kinds of styles, but. But we've kind of just stuck with this one right here. Uh, number one, it's color-coded sometimes, and this is not color-coded, but, but we like them because it, it's, a good, it's a good reminder, and it's just enough room to put the date, the date, and all that. And, and so today, when the date is written in this Bible, uh, later on, the, everybody that has prayed and will pray, you're going to be associated with this child and, and every child up here and when you get to heaven and I get to heaven, God will say, you know what? You may have never touched that child. You didn't kiss it. You didn't hold it. You didn't dedicate it. But you played a big role in their life. And, and, and I want you to play a big role in the life of Nova 4 and just give her the greatest hand clap and her family as you possibly can.
didn't get, I didn't get. Don't tell nobody I'm just cheating. Okay. Okay. Jesus is going to touch all these babies and use them. He looks like he could take me right now. So I just, you know, like fist bumping him. Hey, I want you to give him another great big hand. It took a lot to do this. Yeah, recognize them. God bless you and you can go to your seat. And just don't forget you're free to take pictures at the end. Before we, before we close in prayer, I want to... I want to just I want to tell you two things quickly, and, and the first one is that that God God knows what He wants to do in their life, but He knows what He wants to do in the life of every person here. Jesus said, "I'm going away, but I'm going to leave you here, and you're going to do great things. In fact, you're going to do greater things." And that whole that whole dialogue was based off of availability. And we're, we're closing with this one song that kind of, if you're not a believer today, all you have to do is know that if you make yourself available, Jesus is knocking. He, Revelation 3.20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is just looking for availability to live in people's hearts and change their lives and to use people in great and mighty ways. But, but it, it, it's those hard things to do. Take your child and present. It, 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 so we have stop signs in our life. But if you give your heart to the Lord, especially if you give your heart to the Lord today, if the Lord were to call you home or, or this life would be over for us and we're caught up together, in the air, and, and we're with the Lord, then you will have made a great decision. And there's a lot of people here today, see there's all kind of emotions going on because it's Mother's Day. This is actually our second year without my mother, and I have never had as much peace as I have. In fact, I know she's with the Lord. And so... I have a hope of going to heaven real soon. If your mama's not alive or someone that was like a mother to you uh, or your daddy, your husband, your, your friend, your uncle, a, a grand, grandparent, grandmother, this is, I, I've used one of my mama's Bibles today. That's what I was kind of preaching out of. Daddy gave the, her this particular Bible, I think, in 74. 73, Christmas Eve. And I don't know when my mama wrote this, but I want you to listen to this. I cannot see the way I go. I go not knowing why, but this I know. Each step is set by him who is most high. And so I'll gladly tread his paths nor fear whatever betide, assured that when I win his smile, I will be satisfied. Now, you might not have a mother that you can call or be with today, but if, if she or grandmother, whatever, 
But if she's gone to glory, I believe sooner than later, I believe because of the way the world, but I believe the way, way the church is. I believe we're going to see the Lord sooner than any of us would really want to believe. And I have a hope. And that hope is that I'm going to be absent from this body and, and you are too if you're ready. And we're going to see the Lord. And so I want you to not leave here sad today. If you're a believer, you, don't have, you, you can leave here very happy. If you're not a believer, we can get that fixed and you can leave. Because there's something waiting on you that, that you can't even imagine, the Bible says. Not just a parent or a grandparent or somebody you love. And, and I don't know why people risk this, but they do. And I want you to watch this, this song. This is in honor of all the mothers that's gone on with the Lord, and they're waiting on us, okay? I, I, want, I, want you, I just want you to let God speak to you today. <laughs> 